You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode 53. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey, this is Jen Hemphill, your host of this podcast. I am thrilled to have you here. We have two more episodes before we celebrate the Her Money Matters podcast one year birthday. In episode 55, that will be the one where it's a special episode where I'll be celebrating with you. But the party's not just happening on episode 55. So if you haven't joined us already, it's also happening in our community and it is ours. It's not mine. This is our community. So don't be shy. Come on over and join us, will you? All you need to do is go to jenhempill.com forward slash community. Today, I have a special guest to introduce to you who I know you will adore. She's very down to earth, which I absolutely love because, hey, that's my type of people, down to earth, real, that's that's what I love. So this is what you're going to learn in today's episode. You're going to learn what exactly her mom did as a single mom that jump-started her her journey with money. You're also going to learn why she doesn't like the idea of co-signers and it's not what you're probably thinking. We're also going to learn the trifecta she brought into the marriage and how they handled this as a couple. And we're also going to learn why couples shouldn't start with budgeting as a starting point, but what they should do instead. So let me share with you a little bit about El Martinez, or as I would say, El Martinez. Uh, She is the founder of Couple Money, and that is a personal finance site and podcast focused on helping couples build up their finances and marriages. She is also the co-author of Mastermind, A Formula for Success. She and her family live in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm excited to introduce you, Elle Martinez. Let's go and jump right into the conversation. Welcome, Elle Martinez, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. No, I, it's been such a treat just getting to know you from FinCon. I've had uh, several FinConers on the podcast, so it's really neat uh, to have yet another FinConer. So you ready to dive in to the questions? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited to talk about this. Perfect. So the first thing I want to know about, and I know listeners want to know, is how did you grow up around money? So tell us from childhood, maybe things that stick out. Uh, in your memory. Okay. (laughs) I would say, (laughs) well, you know what? I think like a lot of people I've, I've had parents and like my mom later on when it was just her and the three of us had intentions of teaching us money, like with the allowances and everything. But the reality was, um, time was just limited. You know, she was, um, single mom working, taking care of three kids and just, life got into the way. Uh, and so I learned by seeing what I, I noticed and um, money was scarce on some, some months. 
Um, so I think that gave me the idea of I have to make my own source of income. And uh, just growing up, and I, I think also I was the oldest, so I, I felt like I needed to help out. I, and yeah, yeah. yeah, so I kind of started out, um, I mean, I was, I can tell you I was working in New York, you know, upstate New York, back when uh, the whole bottle recycling thing was in. I was the neighborhood kid <laughs> that was collecting everybody's, re- you know, for that five cents, because that made a lot of money. Yeah, I, rem- <laughs> I do remember those days. Yeah. And then, you know, I just always grew up trying to make some side money, um, you know, here and there. And then when I was 14 was, you know, working part time. And that I, I think that work ethic I'm I feel really proud of now in terms of spending I I felt like I, I think a lot of people feel this way. You work really hard and you know, you take care of the essentials, but oh I deserve this. I had that kind of mentality. Not that I was saying that like luxury I needed to go on trips and do all this, but like in college and just early adult, it was like, man, I work so hard, I should, you know, get this car car load, even though I was a working college student. So I was only working part time. And I still got a car loan for my Jetta. And lesson learned, don't do that. Oh, yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I just felt like there had to be something to show for my money. And at that time, it was stuff. And I got engaged to an awesome guy. And we were going to do the responsible thing, Jen. We were going to talk about our money before Mm -hmm. we got married. And And that happened? We did, and God. I was surprised. So I'm thinking, okay, we both had okay cars, and we did, like, these cool, fun, cheap dates. So I'm thinking, by looks, we are the same financially. He had no debts, except for one semester student loan, which he was going to pay off when he graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the trifecta. I had the credit cards. I had the car loan. And I had um, some student loans from my last two years. Okay. So that was that was embarrassing. <laughs> and how, when you had this conversation, so you had a conversation prior to uh, getting married. So he knew before you got married that you had the this debt and he had that debt. And how, he, he, you said he's an awesome guy. So obviously it didn't matter to him. He you were basically going to get married and do this thing together, it sounds like. Yeah, so I found out just how awesome he was. I think mentally where I was, I felt really bad. I kind of felt embarrassed, and I felt like, okay, I got to pay this off. And he was like, we're getting married. This is our debt. Yep. And we're going to have a plan. And... That made me feel, one, that made me feel better getting married. <laughs> but two, um, that also motivated me. So being competitive, I had made a goal that before we got um, had the wedding, I was going to pay off my credit cards. And, you know, they were uh, college credit cards. So I wasn't anything crazy, um, just stupid spending. So I was able to do that. My competitive side won out. And he was also helpful during that. And so... I'm always a big believer that when you're in a relationship and you guys are going to get married, have that conversation. Yes, speaking from experience, 
it's not always the most comfortable nope. or pleasant, <laughs> but you can be surprised um, at the generosity you can get and receive from that, you know, and, and get the ball rolling in your relationship. Absolutely. We had that same conversation, uh, but we were switch. We switched sides where he was um, had the student debt and I had no debt and he was feeling the same way. He felt ashamed. He didn't feel good about it. But I'm like, well, if we're getting married, we'll do this together. And that's, I mean, that was it. So it was, for me, it was no, no big deal because I knew we were going to tackle that together. Yeah. And I think being open and honest helped because of course you're going to ask the question like, well, what is the debt? You know, um, you know, he found out it was just uh, some careless spending. And I, I told him the amounts. I didn't have the exact numbers, but, you know, I got back to that later. But I gave him ballpark. Um, you know, it wasn't like, hey, I, honey, I was gambling or I was playing the lotto. <laughs> you know, because those those things, you know, um, are something that you got to work out. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely being open and honest was the best way to start off our marriage, even though it may not have been financially where we wanted to be. Perfect. I love that. Now tell me, so you took us through growing up around money and you mentioned your mom had the best intentions uh, with teaching you about money. So, But tell us maybe some of the money conversations. So because you, since you said she had the best intentions, there was, seems to be like there were some money conversations uh, going on there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So um, my mom was in the education field, a teacher, and um, different positions, different grade levels and so forth. And depending on the school system, sometimes the pay was great and sometimes the pay wasn't. So, you know, this was her passion and her calling. So she was definitely going to be and she still is an educator. Um, A lot of the conversations we had were very practical in terms of um, and I'm grateful for this we would do the budget together. Okay. Um, Yeah. And it was a single parent household. So a part of it was also, you know, she wanted to kind of have a second pair of eyes. Um, And I was fairly responsible. And it got me to see that there's a reality, you know, um, growing up as kids. I mean, it's natural. I'm a parent now. You know, your kids are like, mom, I want this and I want that. You know, you, right? You just I've like, never oh. heard that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I have a four-year-old, and uh, yeah, we started to earn allowance because if if you're if you're asking and you're old enough to start asking for money, there's we can start teaching it about it. Oh, absolutely! I think you can start fairly, very. I mean, the, you know your kid best, so you just kind of take those money teachable moments as they happen, and you go for it. <laughs> yeah, and so my mom kind of did it, but. I mean, being a parent is hard. Being a mom with three kids is just time consuming on top, you know, the work you have and the work at home. So I think she wanted to have more regular conversations about this. So they were limited in scope because we were just talking about the budget. And, you know, if there was a debt or, you know, towards one goal. So it was kind of very narrow, very specific. So we didn't have any conversations about investing. The only thing I knew is like you invested only for retirement. Okay. And whatever plan was offered, you know, ask HR and stuff like that for, you know, the basics. So I knew that I wanted something different. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, but what she did is fabulous just because who gets that exposure early on to, I mean, a lot of the kids that even go to college, not that you need need to sit down and balance a uh, physical checkbook nowadays, but they go to college and don't have that exposure. So you had that exposure, you had, you were the second set of eyes. And I think that's phenomenal. Because that, I think that gave you more, uh, and more of a more, you were more ahead of the crowd, if you will, uh, in that in that sense, because you had that exposure early on. So I think that's fabulous. Yeah. And, and, you know, of course, being young, I didn't appreciate it till much older. Uh, <laughs> so we all are that like was, that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't appreciate your parents that you're an adult. And then you really appreciate your parents when you become a parent. Yes. Um, so just I am grateful that she was open about the budget. And that definitely gave me a sense of um, you only have so much. So try to make the most of it. My problem was I had this other mindset of, you know, I am so tired of having a very strict budget. And I, you know, I got some extra money and I want to spend it. And uh, I just had to learn that you have to be an adult about it. And don't look at it as a budget as a constraint. It's actually helping you give freedom to put that money towards what really important towards you. Makes sense. Yes, I agree. And tell us a little bit about your best money memory. My best money memory, I have to, I'm going to say, and this sounds a little weird. Um, so fast forward a few years, I we found out that I was pregnant with our first kid. And I mean, you know, this is like life changing and everything. Yes. Um, but we're in better um, financially situation. But we sat down together and we just got a plan with finances. I know that sounds dry, doesn't it? But <laughs> no. the reason it was so important to me and I, I think just was special was I got to focus on being becoming a mom okay. and the process of the transformation. Because um, at that time I was self-employed, still am. And, you know, if you don't work you know, you don't make money. So I had to get, you know, we had to save up basically for my maternity leave. Gotcha. And um, I think that was, I mean, that was a huge blessing because for the first, you know, the, those few weeks, that month and so on, you're adjusting. Yeah. there. You know, I'm worrying about my kid, you know, um, and my family, but I didn't have to worry about the finances on top of that. Right. That's beautiful. And what would you say is your best money spent? Best money spent. Oh, you're good with these questions. Um, I will say our home. Okay. Um, but and both times, and the reason I say this, this especially is, we knew that these are going to be like the biggest purchases. Um, but we said, okay, we want this again. It's like. We can get the most house or let's get a house that feels like a blessing. Mm. And so we got a house here, um, big yard for our girls, really nice, quiet street neighborhood. We're around our friends. I mean, we are like three minutes from our friends. I could walk, you know, uh, when the weather just started warming up. So now I can walk um, <laughs> and bike. But, you know, like I, I'm here with them. 
And so what we did is we bought a house based only on like one income. Okay. And yes, um, they said, oh yeah, you can afford more. No. (laughs) Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. I think, yeah, having that conversation, again, it goes to like, why? Why do you want a home? And it's we're not showing off to anybody. We want to take care of our kids and we want to have enough freedom. And there's no true security, but some security knowing that if, you know, the income drops and so forth, we still have a roof over our heads. Absolutely. No, I agree. And it's really knowing what what purpose your home is going to serve or serve. I mean, it, I, granted, it's going to put a roof over your head, but are you wanting to, how much money are you willing to, to put to buy a home? You know, it's not, are you comfortable with a two, three bedroom home? Or if you have kids with a kid, will the kids share a room? How long do you think you're going to be in it? All those sort of questions that you definitely want to consider when buying a home. Of course, there's a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and you know how it is. Um, How you spend your money is really just about numbers. So we've had a lot, I mean, we had a lot of conversations. And, you know, I thought we did pretty well with our first house, a townhome. um, But we got better because now, you know, having the experience, we know, oh, this is how we actually use it. You know, we like having people over. So we wanted to make sure we had a space for that. Um, and the location, yeah, we could go in this like fancy all amenities neighborhood, or there's a neighborhood that has plenty of amenities for us, like based on our schedule. Right. And we're around our loved ones, our friends that we hang out with anyway. That's awesome. So, yeah. And tell me, so we talked about the best money spent. So let's talk about the biggest money mistake. My car. That that you did mention that. So tell me, I was curious about that. Tell us that was wrong on all accounts. Okay, so if they ask you to have a cosigner, don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I had mentioned to you, I was a working college student, which meant I was going to college full time and I was working twenty, maybe twenty five hours with my internship a week. So I had a full schedule, and yes, I did need a car, but. I did not need a car loan. Okay. And I went to the dealership. I had actually previously had, um, like, you know, the $500 cars, the college beater cars. Right, right. And that that should have been fine. But long story short, um, I had gotten to a car accident. So the insurance sent me some money. Um, and I could have bought a car with that instead of making that a down payment. Um mm. So the interest rate was ridiculous. I didn't know that at the time. And, you know, when you go there and they're asking for a cosigner, my mom was generous to do that. And now I feel I felt so bad. And good news is we paid that off early because I did not like the idea of my mom being on that cosign. I even tell her, I'm like, I I really appreciate that you did that. But please don't do that again. (laughs) If I ever come to you, please don't. Uh, you know, because she would be on the tab if, if something bad happened to me and I had the best intentions. Right. Um, there, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a person 
I, I wouldn't call myself a car person to a, to a degree. Like, yes, there's some cars I think are absolutely ugly and I do want a safe, reliable car that's good on gas. So when we bought our um, Honda Accord after we had the baby, we saved up when we paid cash for that. And that felt oh, awesome. so good. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. We're currently with cars where cars are important because we know the we need it to get to places. But for the past, let's see, I have to think of where we've lived to figure out how many years. Is that <laughs> sad? But basically for the past two, uh, about four years, we've lived, we've managed to live on one car. Uh, and hey, that's just, congrats. well, one, my husband has been either away or uh, it's worked out that his job, like here in D.C., he takes public transportation or I think more now we're going to need another car just with the demands of our kids' schedules. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, we've managed to do that, not just because it was just wasn't needed and we were able to do without it. So, yeah, that, and that, that has helped us. So I am curious as far as take us through maybe about a month, just kind of gen in general terms of how you manage your money. Do you sit down with you and your husband? Because obviously you all have a great relationship, are able to talk about money. Uh, do you use, use certain tools, certain apps? Tell us a little bit about that. So I will say we go on money dates. Um, okay. And that's like my number one tip. Um, and when we, okay, so comparing then and now, I will say our money dates when we first started was like 80% numbers, 20% like what we want to do with the money, mm -hmm. uh, like our dreams and our goals. And now that we kind of have a system in place, money dates are much more relaxed. Yes, we look over the numbers, but it's like, okay, we're saving up for this and we're saving up for this. Um, so it's, a, it's fun. I know it sounds... I know I'm a money nerd, but <laughs> yeah, I just, you, it doesn't have to be stressful. The, the first, I remember the first few ones were because it was like, okay, we're, we got to pay off this car debt and paying down the student loans and we wanted to save for a house. I mean, you know, spread out over the years, but, um, you know, as you check certain things off, it gets easier and easier and you, you kind of get somewhat of a, a flow. Um, I'm a big believer of automating. Yes. I so agree. for us, we have our joint account. Um, pretty much all the money goes into our joint checking and joint savings. And we have individual accounts, but we know each other's balances. That's part of the, the monthly review and the money dates and stuff. You know, that's how we do it. Cause we had that since we were in college, you know, the individual accounts, but oh, okay. We do, because I like to surprise him. He likes to surprise me. And we also have what I call judgment-free spending. Yes. Because you so know nice. how it is. We each we each have something like, I love to spend on books. <laughs> and it really, um, I'm excited that we are like two miles down from a library. So hopefully that'll save me some money. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he is definitely a computer guy. And he saves up for his different things. Um but there's never any secret. So right. when we talk in our money date, hey, how's your checking account looking? How's that checking account looking? Um, because, it, you know, transparency in, in a marriage is because money isn't just money, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is money, but it's more than money. 
So um, that's our rule. We we share. And if I have to access it in an emergency, I hope nothing happens to me. You know, I can do that. Perfect. Well, I like, I yeah. mean, you've, you've had that clarity. You have had those talks. You have a system in place in case, like you mentioned, uh, something happens. And do you use, uh, and you automate, You do you use a spreadsheet? Do you use a special software? What do you use to manage? So I, I think part of it is because I've, like work with personal finance a lot. I have different tools. Mm -hmm. Um, We create our budget with like Google spreadsheets and we share it. Okay. So this is actually a great month to um, ask because now we have a new budget. We're working out with this new house, new mortgage and everything. Um, So we're working together on all of our regular expenses, the uh, semi-annual like, you know, life insurance payments. So we're, we're working that out. And we give each other feedback. So what's nice about that is we, like, I put a note for, oh, we're going to eat out. We're going to do 150. And he's like, there's a note, like, automatically says, did you see the last three months spending? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then you adjust because it it doesn't cycle. It's like wintertime, we we stay in. And then in the summer, we go out first Fridays and stuff around Raleigh. So um, that's, like, the key. And then I go, I do the day-to-day. The um, bank, we do all the bill pay and automate as much as we can. And then I've used Mint for those, you know, everyone has a little problem spot. Kind of like, you know, with your health, you got to, you know, you got your problem area. Right. So um, to get notifications, like I'll budget X amount for food. Mm -hmm. You know, and you might break it down to groceries and eating out. And as it approaches... You know, I get a, a text from Mint, and also, like, on Fridays, we get an update from Mint, both of us. Perfect. On how that goes. So that's how we kind of keep in mind. And now I'm kind of, you know, migrating to personal capital because we're now at the stage of more investing. Okay. And kind of getting that big picture. Yes. But, uh, yeah, the tedious stuff, um, I love that we can automate it. And at the same time, you have to have some way to check in with one another. Absolutely. Because, you know, mistakes happen. Yes, and I love how you're using Google Google Spreadsheets because it does have that function. I mean, just thinking if money is a hard topic to fit and just talk face-to-face about, it could be just starting off a little bit of a conversation in like in the Google Spreadsheet because you can make a note and you can... It's kind of like texting one another, right? <laughs> but right yes, on yes. that, especially. So I think that's just kind of that things. can help depending on what's going on in the relationship, but just the food for thought. Yeah. And and I know and something that's changed since I started, like I used to write about like the first thing you guys need to do is come up with a budget, which is essential. But uh, knowing where you are, like I totally say that that's important. You have to know where you're starting. But you also have to know where you're going. Absolutely. So, uh, like, that's if I could redo it, um, we should start off with our why first. Like, what do we want to do and why do we want to do it? And it makes it easier. It kind of takes the pressure off. Absolutely. I know, I, I love that you brought that up because I know some of the things that my clients struggle with is one, speaking with their spouse, uh, two, is 
put, uh, making sure that they're both on the same page. Uh, let's say the spouse is the spender, or I know one lady had just told me, I'm going to take his debit card away tonight. He <laughs> 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 was just constantly spending and she didn't understand. And since she's in, tr- she, he left her in charge of the finances. She's like, I'm going to take it away f- uh, tonight. <laughs> I understand now, you know, you're living w- when you're, you're married, you don't understand. Like you read about it. <laughs> right. right. So like, oh, it's as easy as, you know, just, oh, we'll just talk it out. <laughs> No, when you're in there and and you're discussing it, it does. And and right. you might be surprised cuz I think couples kind of forget you have your joint goals, yes. which are, you know, and then you have your individual maybe it could be career, or personal goals, you know, and you're still going to support each other on those. Absolutely. Um, but you got to know what they are. Absolutely. No, I hear you. So tell me this is we're wrapping it up because I know you have this podcast, you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because it allows her to achieve her dreams and take care of her loved ones. I love it. Well, Elle, this has been fabulous. I really appreciate you joining us today. We had such a great conversation. I enjoyed getting you getting to know you even better from what I've the conversations we've had before. So this has been really a a treat for me. So I appreciate you having uh, having you on the show today. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Down to earth and super sweet. That is Elle Martinez. I love everything she shared in today's episode. But the one thing that stood out for me, and I don't know if it stood out for you as well, was how she doesn't agree on the idea of the co-signer. I will definitely tell you my thoughts in a moment, but first, you know what time it is, right? I want to give a quick shout out to Christina in Toronto, Canada. Uh, She has jumped into the conversations in our community from the get-go, which I have absolutely loved. I know, especially for the ones that are new in the community, it's not easy to just jump in a conversation or ask questions about your own personal money situations. So Christina, definitely you have served as an example and just know that that uh, and others that do the same eases the conversations uh, for those that are maybe a little bit shyer or just not comfortable quite yet. So I want to thank you for that, Christina, and also for the positivity that you bring to the group. I'm excited to have you in there. So let's get back to the thoughts on the cosigner. Usually people are more, when we think of cosigners and when people do not agree on being a cosigner, or not agree on being a co-signer, but more are against uh, the idea of co-signing. It's more on, the thoughts are more on the main uh, person, right? The Maybe a young adult or whatever the case may be, not being fully responsible and maybe not necessarily not being fully responsible, but not taking care of paying the loan. That's the fear, right? But you never think of, or you was never really not talked about how Elle spoke about it, where she was the one that needed the co-signer, but she was more thinking along the lines of she did not want to leave 
her mom that burden if something were to happen and she weren't able to pay it, right? So it was more, I thought the roles were reversed here and I thought that was really interesting where it was the person that had the co-signer not not agreeing with it because of the burden that you could potentially leave where it's usually... On the other side, you're um, where maybe you're asked to co-sign and you're reluctant because you don't want to take on the burden. But this time the roles were reversed. She was the one that had the co-signer uh, and did not want to leave that burden She that she didn't agree with. It. So I thought that was int- an interesting take on it, an interesting spin. And I don't know if you, you caught that. I just thought that was um, really interesting. So I wanted to just uh, bring it up. So that is it for today's show. Don't forget to join us over in the free community over at jenhempill.com forward slash community. I want to thank El Martinez for joining us today for sharing that money story. And be sure for you listening to check out the show notes on where to find El at jenhempill.com forward slash community. 53. And coming up next week in episode 54, I have the mystery man that I've been telling you that I'm excited to introduce you to. So that is episode uh, 54 next week. So be sure to tune in, tune into that. So we will talk again next Thursday. And thanks again for joining me.